Hey guys, before we start the show, as some of you guys know, we tried to live stream the show this week and had some technical issues. Seems the issues kind of bled into my audio, so there is going to be times, many, many times in the show, where my audio is going to spike. I apologize, I did my best to fix it, but unfortunately I was not able to take it out. Rather than scrapping the show, I figured we would I would finish the edit and put out the show for you guys. So, hope you guys enjoy, and again, sorry for the spikes in my audio. This is Betty White, and you're listening to Trophy Wars. I don't know why, but you are. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Trophy Horse. This is episode 536. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. And here I thought Nitro was going to be the biggest celebrity on this show this week. <laughs> he brings the awesome. It's I Yield to No One. We are live! Oh, no, we're not. I hate you. <laughs> He's full of Nitro. It's MZ Nitro. Uh, that's more like full of trolling, but okay. Hello, welcome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the tricky has the heart to take it this week after the this stream didn't pan out. I don't know what the hell happened. It, it's it's recognized the microphone, but the streaming software is saying that it's not registered. But it doesn't make sense because it's connected to the computer. Because obviously you guys can hear me. I was spiking yeah. on my my recording software so the microphone's working i don't know what the hell's going on we've been censored on twitch that's possibly the thing dynat come uh, back to take us down yeah all right i gotta bring the agenda back up because i had to reboot my computer uh gentlemen how are you doing on this fine day that's not gonna work on twitch all right i'm here yes it's been a pretty lazy Sunday for me, so I actually slept most of the day. I did too. I, I, I woke up like an hour and a half ago. Well, yes, you slept pretty much all day. Yeah, I mean, my sleeping pattern's been erratic. Alright, so I I promised a friend that I was going to do this on the show. Um, and before we go into our trophy count, did you guys happen to see a poll I put in the trophy wars group? Yes. yes. Not only did I see oh. it, but I voted in it. Oh, did you vote in it? Okay. All right. So I was having a conversation with a friend of mine uh, because he was put in a tough situation. So I, I need you guys' answers. Uh, I, and obviously, anybody can go see the poll. But if you're going out with your girlfriend or your wife or your significant other, and along that trip is going out, going out with you is your mother and they both want to sit in the front seat who are you guys letting to sit in the front seat whoever gets uh, there first start... <laughs> okay i was gonna say we start with yield yield says whoever gets there first alex 
usually this isn't a problem because generally my mom will opt to sit in the back. So there's not really an argument over it. Okay, but if they both want to sit in the front seat, who are you letting sit there? I don't have to deal with this problem, so... I'm going from my real-world scenario of what happens, and that's usually that Ashley sits in the front and my mom sits in the back. And I mean, really, a lot of times when we go out to eat somewhere, my mom will drive, and we will drive, so my mom will have her own car. She can sit up front, and Ashley can sit up front. All right, and Nitro? Uh, I would choose my mother over my girlfriend. All right, uh, and the reason this turned into an argument with my friend is because I said I didn't have an answer because there's no right answer in this because if they both want to sit in the front seat, you can't disrespect your mother, but also if you let your mother sit up front, you're going to hear about it later from your significant other, so I don't know. I would, I would hope so, that cooler heads would prevail and, and both people would recognize this isn't worth fighting over. Exactly. Well, uh, I, uh, what I said was the, the, the hope is that you just, you know, they work it out amongst themselves, but, you know, that doesn't always work out. Uh, Homer says, shotgun defaults to my wife. However, my wife would offer that seat to my mom and vice versa. I'd offer my shotgun seat to her mom if the roles were reversed. Troy says, I'd let them work that out on their own. His seat is secured. And Veronica G says, mom, 100%. I will never allow my mom or mother-in-law to sit in the back seat. And then Donnie says... Your girl, your mom should know that even though it doesn't matter, but sup- suppose unwritten rules. Uh, what does he know? I, I don't even. <laughs> Donnie, I love you like a brother, but you got to learn to talk. Tight, man. I got what you were saying there. It's like an unwritten rule that you're. From his perspective, it's an unwritten rule that your girlfriend, your lady sits up front, your wife, your significant other sits up front. That's what he's saying. You don't need a decoder ring from a cereal box to get that. You always need a decoder ring with Donnie. All right. Updated trophy counts. I am level 683. Total trophies of 16,762 with 372 platinums. Alex? Level 460 with a total trophy count of 8,059 and a platinum count of 127 in 126 games. Yield? Okay. I was sending a text. Uh, where's the agenda? There it is. Level 478, trophy count of 8709, and a platinum count of 156. Sid is level 657, total trophies of 14,615 with 378 platinums, and Nitro. Level 374, trophies of 4,632, and 54 plats. So let's get into what we're playing. Yield, we'll start with you, sir. What have you been playing? Well, let me put down my drink. That generally helps. That does generally help. Well, let's see here. I have been playing some Deep Rock Galactic. I've been playing some Rayman Rayman Legends. World of Warship Legends. Some Helldivers. Some Maneater. And fired up Lego City Undercover today. That was my least favorite of the Lego games. Really? I'm enjoying it. Because it's, I, I, because it's original. It's not based on a property. Kind of, I'm starting to feel like so far, and I just got through chapter one. But I'm like, this is kind of a Lego game I think I've always wanted. Because it's its own Lego game. It's not based on a property. You know what? I, I, I take that back. 
Well, no, it is my least favorite Lego game, but my only problem with it was the end game. Like, I felt like the end game was disappointing. Didn't really fit. It, it, it didn't really fit with the other. Uh, I don't know. It just to me, it just didn't fit in a Lego game. Okay. Well, I will let you know when I get there. All right, uh, Nitro. What have you been playing, sir? Okay. Lately, I've been playing some Driver San Francisco. Lego Marvel Superhero, uh, Division 2, Deep Rock Galactic, and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Alright, and Alex? The usual Rocket League and the other time that I've had has gone to Horizon Forbidden West. I finished Ultra Hard on New Game Plus. Congratulations. Yeah, you know, even though it's a bronze trophy, it's like on the PSN, it's a completion of that is 0.2%, so it's going to be a pretty rare bronze trophy unless other people start. I don't know if it's other people look at that and say, it's a bronze trophy, it's not worth going for it, but um, I care about my completion, so I was always going to go for it, but yeah, it's, for the most part, honestly, you know, going to New Game Plus and using weapons that, while they were legendary, weren't powered up because I didn't have all the right parts for it, I kind of blasted through the mainline story and like I said, I had trouble with Gemini. The Gemini Cauldron was uh, pretty pretty rough. And then the um, the final mission, uh, there were times when I basically just had to run by the Spectre. Well, I pretty much always ran by the Spectres because having to fight two Spectres at once on the ultra-hard difficulty was... Even with Aaron there helping me was, was, was rough as well. So I just kind of snuck past them. Uh, and the final boss, I, it gave me some trouble. Gave me quite a bit of trouble, but uh, I was able to beat it... You know, started and beat it the same night. I'd say anywhere between fifteen to twenty tries. So I mean, it's not like it was impossible. So, but it was it was a challenge, like I thought it would be. But yeah. So, and now I'm just playing on story mode, new another new game plus on story mode to get all the champions tokens to be able to buy all the new things to get that last bronze trophy, and then I'll have my hundred percent back in Forbidden West, and hopefully I'll be able to have that done before the Cowabunga collection comes out on the thirtieth. And I've been playing the Division Two, and I did a half a chapter on Alan Wake. That, that leaves that. you on chapter what now? I'm on. I'm in the middle of chapter five. Okay, there's only six chapters, I think, right? Yes. So, yeah, you're getting there. And you, you, you told Levi you would get that done by the end of the year, right? Well, I have to get it done by sometime soon. I know, I know, like it's approaching. Well, that's what you get for sitting on it. I, I just, I can't get into it. I, I've tried and tried and tried. I just cannot get into that game. But it's a masterpiece. Uh, not how I would describe it. Uh, again, I think I will say that anyone who played that game previously will get more out of playing it again than people playing it for the first time. Because I think people playing it for the first time are going to compare it to newer games. And, and when it comes to controls and stuff, it, it can't hold up to newer games. But where it can hold up is, is in, the, in the story and the, in the atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. So I still think it does that really well, but... You know, if you've played the game before, you can you can get past the, kind of the clunkiness, the controls, and, and be fine with it, and just kind of focus on what made you love the game in the first place. See, uh, now I'm, I'm starting to come around on the controls because I'm getting better at it, and I'm starting to understand better how to do it and use all the stuff. But the story to me, just like I I think I see the ending coming a what mile away, and I don't you know like I said on the previous shows, I don't want to like say it because I don't want to like potentially spoil for anybody else or anything like that, but I think I see the ending coming a mile away. The story to me just doesn't seem intriguing. It's like, 
And I think it's possibly because it's, in my eyes right now, and obviously I haven't beaten the game yet. Um, in my eyes right now, I, th- I think I see the ending coming a mile away. And I think that's what's taking me out of it. I mean, I, I playing through that game the first time, I didn't see the end coming. So I don't think they, I mean, maybe I was just wasn't paying attention, but I, I didn't get any big tip-offs when I played it the first time. Um, but also, I mean, it's a horror game, Tricky. It's, I mean, not horror in the sense of lots of blood and stuff like that, but it is a suspenseful thriller game. So we all know that you've said on the show recently that that's the kind of game you don't like to play. All right, well. I'm going to text you what I think the ending is. You can either confirm or deny it. But let's get into our first topic here. Uh, the THQ Digital Showcase came out, and we're going to go through all the games later. But I wanted to talk about this first one because I think this goes right up Yield's Alley here. This is coming from IGN. It's written by Matt Kim. Recreation is an arcade racer that gives you full control of the mayhem. Um, as announced during uh, the THQ Nordic Showcase, rec- Recreation is a new arcade race that's set in about 400 square kilometers, which is 155 square miles, world where you can design your own crazy tracks for you and your friends to drive on. While fans of racing, drifting, and crashing will find plenty of things to do in Mixed World, the true appeal lies in creating ginormous racetracks full of loops, spirals, traps, and more. Design tracks yourself or together with friends online before trying out each other's courses. Along with the huge world, players will be able to customize their cars with personal paint jobs, wheels, decals, and more. And with a radio station with 16 channels and Spotify integration, you'll be able to listen to your favorite tunes while causing mayhem. Uh, so, Yield, I'm going to leave the floor up to you. Is this up your alley? Am I, am I right? Hold, hold on here. I'm watching the trailer. You've got me interested. I'm watching the trailer. Come back to me. You didn't watch this already? No, I'm watching it now. All right, Alex, we'll go to you. They kind of lost me when it, they talked about so much creation, track creation, and you know, you can create the environments in which you'll be, you know, bashing around in. I don't know. I like, you know, I can design my own car or like customize my own car or like create my own wrestler. Like I, I like customizing my own character, but as far as the world around me, I don't want. That's too much. You know, there was a car, or there was a track creator in Hot Wheels Unleashed, and I only did what I had to do to get the trophies associated with that. I didn't care about making my own tracks. I, you know, I know that some people will put time into that, but honestly, I it's not something I enjoy. So if, if so much of it is going to be based on the creativity of it, no thanks, I'll pass. All right, Nitro? Yeah, kind of what Ali said. Uh, I'm not really much of a track uh person I see that people online like on GTA and stuff have some good ones uh, created and stuff but that's not something I could do um, as far as playing it I'll have to give it a check out I don't know right now to be sure all right and yield you've had some time what do you think now so the tracks look kind of interesting I can tell you that I'm not going to be building any tracks because that's just not my thing. So. Unless you I, need it for a trophy. I need to understand a little bit more about the game. You know, I mean, I hope it's just not all track creation. Because if that's the case, then I'll have to pass. But if there's actually like some kind of, uh, you know, story to it or something like that, uh, it, 
it's got possibilities, but I'll have to see some more about it. Yeah, and the only way you're building a track is if you need it for a trophy. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I would agree. It's just not my thing. I, I, I like I see some like I've seen some really cool track designs in Trackmania Turbo and stuff like that, and I'm like, wow. And then when I go to build a track, it never comes out the way I want to, and then I never like it when I'm done. It, it never meets the way it looks like in my head, so I'm just I just don't mess with it. I'll, I'll right. just do a plain Jane one to get the trophy. Okay, delete. We're done. So you were never a Mod Nation or a Little Big Planet fan. I enjoyed Little Big Planet for the platforming, but for like me to build a level, no. All right. Well, hopefully this next game intrigues you, although it has been delayed. Coming from IGN and written by Matt Perslow, Portkey Games has announced that Hogwarts Legacy will be released on February 10th, 2023. This is a, a pushback. Uh, the delay affects the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC versions. And the Nintendo Switch version launch date will be revealed at a later time. Quote, the team is excited for you to play, but we need a little bit more time to deliver the best possible game experience. End quote. Uh, so, I don't know if any of us are, are Harry Potter fans. I know my uh, Sweet Mama D is a big Harry Potter fan, although I don't know that uh, she's going to be playing this. Uh, so, Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, I think you said you were a Harry Potter fan. Are you interested in playing this at all? I wouldn't really call myself a Harry Potter fan. I've been to the Wizarding World of, you know, Harry Potter, whatever the official name is, down in Universal Studios. And it's a cool place. I enjoyed seeing how they recreated that world, and it's, it's all very cool. So even if you're not a fan, you can probably get into it and just appreciate, you know, the architecture and the rides and, you know, the, the special drinks and stuff they have down there. I've never read any of the books. Um, granted, I don't read a ton because I, I just don't find that the books as a medium kind of really grab my attention and keep me. Um so I wouldn't call myself a fan. I will say, I mean, and I'm probably not going to play this game, but I, I mean, this was a larger holiday game for the for Sony. So, you know, Harry Potter being as popular as it is around the world, I mean, this is going to, you know, hit them a little hard this this um, this uh, holiday season. But you know, are the people who play like God of War, like the, the Sony fans who play God of War, Ghost of Shima, and all that, are they really going to care? I mean, probably not all that much. I mean, God of War comes out in November, so. Um, yeah, I'm not not a, not a Harry Potter fan, so to speak, but I know there are a lot of people out there who probably want to play this game. So, and maybe you know what? Maybe getting some time in between this game and God of War is, is for the best. You know. All right, Nitro. Uh, preferably I won't be playing it. And yeah, I've never seen a movie, read any of the books. It just doesn't interest me. But for the ones out there that do, uh, I think they might check it out. All right, and yield. Um, you know, we've always said that if you're delaying a game for it to be better, we're all for it. Um, but I'm not a Harry Potter guy, so. All right, what about a Marvel guy? Because we have another delay in Marvel Midnight Suns. It's been delayed once again. Uh, no release date's been given, but publisher Take-Two says it's coming before the end of the fiscal year that concludes on March 31st, 2023. Uh Midnight Suns, uh, excuse me, in today's Take-Two earnings call, uh, the publisher revealed that it's moved back to the launch of Midnight Suns to ensure the teams at Fire Access Games and 2K deliver the best possible experience for our fans. 
It's expected to really arrive later this fiscal year. As I said, uh, Midnight Suns was originally planned for Take-Two's previous fiscal year with a scheduled release date of this past March. But it was delayed once again, pushing it to October of this year. And at the time, it was applied that the delay was in part was at least in part connected to the increases in the difficulty of making games as technology had improved. Speaking to Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick, he reiterated that the second delay was due to, quote, a search for quality and a great deal of confidence that we've been what we have on a wonderful title on our hands and we want to make sure it's good as possibly could be. And quote, when asked if there was any concern that Midnight Suns would do a, uh, would dip out of the fiscal year a second time, aka get delayed a third time, he replied, "I'm not concerned about that." Uh, so, uh, if you guys don't know what Midnight Suns is, it's a super powered version of XCOM featuring characters like Captain Marvel, Iron Man, and Wolverine. So, if you guys are interested in playing a Marvel uh, style XCOM game, uh, you might want to check this out, but it's been delayed. Uh, Nitro, we'll go with you first. Uh, this is the first time I've been hearing about it, so... I don't really know what XCOM is about. So, we'll have to see. Alright, uh, Yield. You know, what little I've seen about the game, I just haven't been excited for it. Which I know doesn't help anybody any, but I'm... Okay, Alex? You know, I, I, I got caught up in the... MC fur over like the, the the fervor over all that um, when you know before in the lead up to Endgame and ever since Endgame I don't know I haven't really television shows movies I haven't really watched any of the movies we watched Loki so I have kept up on you know at least one of the television shows on Disney Plus but it's kind of my excitement for the MCU has gone by the wayside I don't know if it's just because at that point you know I I'd gotten you know I'd watched from Iron Man on and watched all the movies and I was kind of you know caught up in, in where we were leading towards Endgame, and ever since they said that, you know, Endgame was kind of the end of the Avengers, and they were moving into Phase 4 and what, I don't know. I've just kind of had this cool-off period with Marvel, and it may be just because, you know, I was so heavy into it for so long that it's like, okay, I need to take a break from that. So I don't want to write off this game completely, but anything Marvel, I just haven't paid attention to. So, uh, you know, coming from Take-Two, you know, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a really good game, and hopefully, you know, it, it differentiates itself from, you know, Marvel's Avengers, which came from Square Enix. You know, I, you know, hopefully that uh, they can get some, some good attention on this, and who knows, maybe at some point I'll play the game, because I do like Marvel's characters. I just kind of have been on a cool-off period with the properties since, you know, we, we left Endgame. I just kind of, once that happened, I was like, I'm, you know, this is the end of my, my time with Marvel for a little while now, except for Loki, because Tom Hiddleston's great as Loki. So you haven't watched any of the uh, other Disney Plus series? No, I haven't watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. Haven't watched Moon Knight. Haven't watched um, WandaVision. WandaVision. Didn't watch. Um, I, I can't. Uh, I didn't watch Multiverse of Madness. Haven't watched any of the recent Spider Mans. Haven't watched Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, is it? What's the uh, Shang Chi? I, I can't remember the the name. Oh, the ten, the ten, twelve rings, or something like that. Yeah, I, I haven't oh. watched any of those. I, I know that uh, they're all, at this point, on Disney+, Plus because I saw Lord, Thor Love and Thunder is on there now. But yeah, I just haven't. And you know, Ashley's not big into the MCU stuff. So, I mean, she went and watched the movies with us, but she's she's not pushing for us to watch that stuff at home. So, I mean, would she? Probably. But it, it, we, there's not been really a drive to watch any of that stuff. I didn't know Love and Thunder was on there already. 
I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, that seems pretty nope, quick. Not yet. Oh no. Yeah, but I mean, like, think about how all, how quickly movies come to streaming services and to like DVD oh, and Blu-ray. It's going to be out this month. What? It's going to be out this month. Okay. I just I didn't think it was on. Yeah, movies don't stay in theaters as long these days because it's not you know back in the day you know Disney didn't have a streaming service that they were making money off of. You know, they a lot of times counted on sales of, of DVDs and, and videos and. I, mean, I guess to a degree they still count on that, but it was more there was more focus put on money made at the box office. Now it's like sure they want a big opening weekend, but after that it tails off, and it's like, well, you know, after a month, is your movie really that prominent in the theaters anymore? And why not just throw it on your your streaming service to get people to stay and not just you know to subscribe for one show or one series or you know binge everything you want to see and then get off the service. You know, they want people to keep those subscriptions, so especially since they're getting ready to raise prices. Um, Hulu and Disney Plus owners, beware, they're going to raise the prices soon. But um, but yeah, they probably just, they're like, you know what, this movie's made its money in theaters, and you know, even if it seemed, because like what, it was like six months, six, to eight, six, to a, six months to a year, they would seem like back in the day where you'd have to wait for something to come to DVD. Now it's like yep. a month or two and it's already on the streaming service, which I mean, it honestly makes sense, because after two months, how much money is... Thor, Love, and Thunder are going to make it theaters. Understood. Uh, yeah, I, I've kind of cooled off as well with the the Marvel movies. Uh, I I want to like Midnight Suns, but I was never an XCOM fan, so I don't know. I mean, I may give it a shot, but it's not something that I'm going to buy day one. Um, but I will say that I'm getting a little annoyed with... Uh, them trying to put Marvel characters in every type of game. I mean, a game like Guardians of the Galaxy was well, very well done, uh, but that's a game that I could have lived without. Uh, you know, now we got other games. In the, you know, we got just like Star Wars. I think we got what five Marvel games coming out now, including Spider-Man Two. You got the Wolverine, which both of those I'm excited about because they're be- being made by Insomniac Games. So I'm very excited to play both of those. Um, but I I just don't want them to fall into this whole thing like what they did with the zombies. Like, we got to put zombies in everything. We got to put Marvel in everything. Stop doing that. Make a quality game and stop trying to, uh, you know, shoehorn it into other franchise, uh, uh, other game genres. Make a make a make a, ser- a superhero game that we can go out and we can kick ass. And it doesn't have to Marvel doesn't have to be attached to everything. Alright, a game that I put in the agenda for Alex, we don't have a lot of details, but coming from EVO 2022, uh, this is coming from IGN and written by Logan Plant. Uh, On stage at EVO 2022, SNK announced that a new entry in the long-dormant Fatal Fury Garou series is in development. It will be the first entry in the series since 1999. Uh, No release window or platforms were named as the announcement was only paired with a short teaser trailer and a single piece of artwork. Now, Alex, I put this in the agenda because I know you like your your side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Is this got you excited at all? Is Weren't these typically fighting games? The Fatal Fury like, sides, like, they were 2D fighting games. Were they? I thought there was a side-scroll. You mean Final Fight? Is that what you're thinking of? I may have been thinking of Final Fight. Yeah, because the, the Fatal okay. Fury games that I, that I at least... As far as I remember, because I mean that's Evo is a fighting game tournament. 
owned by Sony and run mostly by Capcom. Well, I guess that it's it's not just Capcom, but like Street Fighter is is huge there, um, which would make sense why Fatal why Fatal Fury would be shown off is because it's a fighting game series, a famous fighting game series, and Evo is a is a big hub for that. You know what? I should have put two and two together. I apologize. I, I was thinking Final Fight. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do like side scrolling beat 'em ups, but like the old, like yeah, I could get back in like in the arcades and back in the day on the Genesis and NES. Like I, I love playing like fighting games, and even on the Dreamcast. As far as the Dreamcast, like Soul Calibur was a game that I enjoyed playing. But honestly, Soul Calibur, the early days of Soul Calibur was probably like the uh, I should say Soul Calibur and Soul Blade on the uh, the PS One was really the last time I enjoyed playing fighting games because I've tried playing recently and I'm not good enough to learn. Well, I'm not going to put in the time to learn the combos and I'm not going to play online because people are just going to beat the shit out of me. So and I've kind of strayed away from, from the fighting games, but Soul Calibur was kind of like the last ones that I really enjoyed. All right. Well, th- this topic was a failure, but Yield, you interested this at all? <laughs> yeah, I think so. What about you, Nitro? Uh, I've never heard of it, so no. And I will say that, I mean, it's good that they're, you know, they're like SNK is a, a long tenured game maker. You know, they, they've made some really good fighting games in the past. So, I mean, them stay like, I don't know you for the sake of the history of games. And, you know, like when you're growing up, you remember, remember SNK from back in the day. So I'm not saying they haven't done anything in recent years, but for them to be more prominent and still kicking around, like you want to see that because the history of that company and video games and their involvement with video games and making fighting games important. Plus, you know, as somebody who likes playing side-scrolling beat-em-ups and I want to see more side-scrolling beat-em-ups, I'm sure the fighting fighting game community wants to have a rich and deep, you know, roster of fighting games that they can play and choose from. You know, this another game that they can play at Evo is, is, is good for everybody. So, you know, it's good news to hear that they're bringing it back, especially with, uh, with Terry Bogard being in Super Smash Brothers in recent years. Like... I don't know. It's a good thing. It's just maybe not something that I'm going to be playing. Yeah, I just uh, it's a, you I, you shit the bed, tricky. I did. I I completely. Uh, you know, I let you talk it up, but because like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, why the hell did he put this in here for me? I I legit 100 percent was taking fatal fight. I just I just, fatal fight, final fight, final fight. You know, I'm fucking up. <laughs> right, you know, you know, last about. last week we had a, I think a question from the listeners about one fighting game genre that um or not no not, not one fighting game genre but one genre no matter how easy of trophies it had that we wouldn't play and i was real-time strategy and i think yield said fighting game because you said horror game uh yeah but yeah like and, and then you go to yield and you're like hey yield but what about that what do you think about this yes yes yield a game from the genre that you are there's like the last genre on earth you played you would play well, no, that's that's why I said this is this was topic was an epic failure because I legit was thinking it was a side scroll beat up, and then I knew going to yield, but I figured I'd give yield a shot. Yeah, but... who knows? Maybe it wouldn't be a failure. Maybe somebody listening to this episode's gonna be like, "Oh, cool, it's more SNK and other another Fatal Fury." I'm all for that. I had no idea this game was coming out. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, since it's at Evo, you would expect it to be a fighting game because I don't think they have anything outside of fighting games at Evo. I I, I should have put two and two together. All right. Uh, this next topic we're going to talk about now, uh, I'm going to full disclosure. I didn't read this article before ahead, ahead of time. I forgot to, uh, but okay. Wake me up when you're done again. (laughs) I said, wake me up when you're done. Uh, 
The article's not that long, Yield. That's what she said. <laughs> Alright. Maybe only the people from New York. Coming from IGN and written by Ryan Dinsdale. <clears throat> Destiny 2 Legal Battles escalates as the cheats company retaliates against Bungie. Uh, the anti-cheating legal battle prompted by Bungie, Bungie has escalated as Sheets Company Aim Junkies has accused the Destiny 2 developers' actions of being, quote, ridiculous and absurd, end quote. As reported on Torrent Freak, which, uh, just for the record, is a... Uh, I, I, forget the, I just forgot the name. Uh, it's like Pirate Bay. It's where you download torrents and you get... It, it's a way to get stuff for free. Uh... Aim junkie. Way, way to dumb it down. I, uh, there's a term. I just can't think of the term right now. Uh, think of like Napster for video games and programs and stuff like that. Are you thinking file sharing? File sharing is a little. I mean, yeah, it's it's file sharing, but it's. I, I can't think of the right word right now. Anyway, I'm going to go on with the article. Aim Junkies has denied that its Destiny 2 cheats are illegal or harmful and that Bungie has taken a on a, quote, bully mentality, end quote, because it's incapable of governing its own players. Bungie filed a lawsuit last year saying that Aim Junkies violated its copyright laws by producing cheats. But the case was dismissed in May as a U.S. District Judge, Judge, Judge Thomas Zilli, excuse me, I got a carbonation bottle, uh, said that there wasn't enough evidence to prove any copyright infringements. Bungie then reworked the ac- accusation, however, and another complaint was filed a few weeks later. Uh, quote, we do not believe everything you read in their file to press release from Aim Junkie's parent company, Phoenix Digital Group LLC, says, in fact, do not believe 90% of what they assert in their filings. We believe Bungie and their counsel apparently believe there is more shit you, the more shit you throw at a wall, the greater the possibility of something sticking to the court, no matter how ridiculous or absurd it is in the real world. Understand cheating is not illegal, and the game companies want to make it illegal because they cannot govern their own players. They're looking for the courts to do what they, Bungie, are incompetent to do on their own, even the vast resources and technologies at their disposal. They would rather suffer death by a thousand cuts than admit it's not the way to fix the problem. The company claims it is offered to work through the problem with Bungie and said it believes its features should be implemented into the game officially, quote, but their pride and bully mentality prohibits them from thinking outside the box, end quote. The legal action will see Aim Junkie subpoena Google, PayPal, and Valve as it seeks to gather evidence against Bungie. Unlike recent, uh, un- unlike another recent Bungie lawsuit against Chiefs Company, Elite Boss Tech, in which it agreed to pay Bungie $13.5 million in damages, this legal battle will likely persist over the following months or years as neither side shows intent to step down. The developer has taken a no-nonsense approach to any signs of cheating or misleading in its Destiny 2 community, as evidenced by these two lawsuits, and another Bungie issued a virtual manhunt for someone who issued uh, YouTubers with fake uh, DMCA takedown. We'll talk about that another time. Eventually suing the individual for $7.6 million. Alright, so now I read the whole article. I kind of know what's going on. Uh, Yield will go to you first since you, uh, you told me to wake you up. Uh, sure. Obviously, you know, I don't want to speak on the legal battles and all that stuff because you know that's going to take years and months to come down. But companies like Aim Junkies and, you know, other companies that, uh, release cheats for the games. While I think we 
everybody on the show can agree that cheats in games are shitty. Like, do you feel like it's fair for companies like Aim Junkies to be able to make cheats for games and sell them? And does that infringe on, uh, you know, trademarks and stuff like that? Well, it's a free country. They can they can do that. Um, I don't know. I don't know how copyrights are written, so I don't know if that infringes on copyrights. Um, if Bungie doesn't like it, then they can just ban the people who use it. Just be upfront about it and be like, "Hey, if you use a cheat, we're going to kick you out, or we're going to put you in a pool." With cheaters, and you can't play with the vast majority of everybody else. Uh, watch your streams. If people are cheating, promoting your game, then don't let them promote your game. Stuff like that. I mean, I, I think this is... Uh, I think that... Uh, I lost the name. I think Aim Junkies has kind of made a prove or has a valid point with the... They can't take care of it themselves, so they're coming after us, and I kind of see that. But, I mean, to me, I think Bungie could fix it by just, you know, filtering out that in their servers. It's just, it feels like it seems it's easier to go after the company producing cheats. Now, I don't know what cheats they're producing or what's giving people an edge in those games, but... Obviously, it's something if it's if uh, Elite Boss Tech paid out thirteen point five million. So, all right, uh, Alex. I mean, a game maker can say that if you're using third certain third party software while playing our game, we can, you know, ban you or you know your account will basically be, you know, kicked. So. I mean, if Bungie sees something that somebody, I guess my uh, my thing is that if, if Bungie doesn't like the involvement of some third party software, they as the property owner have the right to kick that that person out and get them out of there. Um, and also, this company, Aim Junkies, essentially what they are is if if Bungie and and Destiny are the dog, this company's like a flea that's just eating off the dog, right? That's how they're making their money is is releasing this this stuff. Full, obviously there's non-Bungie approved content for this game that people are using within the game, right? It's, it's kind of like a flea on a yeah, dog. Yeah, and, and to be fair, uh, Bungie's not the only game that Aim Junkies makes cheats for. It's just Bungie's the one going after them. Aim Junkies makes uh, cheats for all games. And, you know, one of the biggest problems right now is with Warzone. With, you know, they produce wall hacks and aim bots and, you know, make sure you always get a headshot. I mean, they, they're releasing other cheats. It's not just Bungie going that they're making cheats for, but Bungie's the one suing them. Well, it sounds like that they are making the general game experience for people who just want to drop in and play pretty terrible. Yes. If that's what yes. they're doing. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, if I played Destiny or Warzone and this was and this company was trying to make insert these cheats into the game just to make money, I'm sorry, I would not want them to be part of my game experience. So I would... I mean, this seems like it's Bungie trying to protect their intellectual property because if you have these cheats running rampant, people aren't going to want to play your game. So why would you just let a company like Aim Junkies come in, release all these proprietary cheats that they're making money off of, off your game that you're trying to make money off of, and destroying your your community in the process? So I think they have every right to go after them. Because it seems like what Aim Junkies is doing is making money cause our misery for other people. All right. And they're like, oh, we have the right to do this. Like I, I mean, I understand that one judge threw out the dismissed the charges, but 
quite frankly, I think that if Bungie wants this company to stop producing, like, to get the fuck away from their game, they have every right to say that. Because I, I would not want to play a game where AIM Junkies is creating cheats for. All right. Uh, Nitro, we're going to go to you, because I know you also play a lot of Fortnite. Uh, you're big into the Fortnite scene. Uh, AIM Junkies also makes cheats for them. Uh, you know, how, do, how are you feeling about all the, the cheats and whatnot? Yeah, I would say I would ban them, in my opinion. Try to get rid of them, because games like Fortnite, uh, Call of Duty, Multiplayer, and Warzone, and Destiny mostly are uh, multiplayer active. And to run into people that can kill you no matter what you do, it's kind of it diminishes the need that I want to play the game again. Makes me want to stop and never go back. I want to have fun and not get shit on every game I play. I'm just not one of those people, so I think they should ban them and get rid of them. I mean, I, I agree as well. I mean, some somebody point somebody made a comment uh, somewhere. I don't remember. I just remember seeing it. They said that when it comes to cheats, if cheats are okay in a single player game if you want to you know use a cheat or a hack or something like that to make your single player experience better that you know there's nothing wrong with that but once you cross over into the multiplayer side of things and you start affecting other people's gameplay that's where it becomes wrong and, I agree and like and like Nitro just said you know games like Warzone Fortnite uh, you know Destiny they're all multiplayer games and if you're using cheats to play, then all you're doing is ruining the experience for somebody else. And that's where I have a problem with, uh, you know, cheats and whatnot. Uh, Yield, I'll go back to you before it goes up the topic. I mean, do you want to add anything else to this? No, I'm just not. Like you said, you know, cheats and single player is one thing because you're not ruining anybody else's game experience. But multiplayer... You might be having fun, but you're killing it for everybody else who's just trying to have fun, unwind. So, all right. Uh, and Alex, what about you? I mean, I've, I pretty much said everything that I I want to say. I again, I if this if this company was made, I did kind of I guess why I don't play a lot of multiplayer games. But if they had inserted uh, cheats or made cheats available in games that I was playing. And that became like a, a, you know, a deterrent from enjoying the game. I would stop playing the game straight up. So, but Bungie, Bungie is not benefiting anything from this company making cheats that are using its games. It only stands to lose things. So I, I have no problem with them going after them. All right. Uh, now, before we actually close out the topic, I just, like it just popped in my head. Uh, do you guys know what a VPN is? Yes. Yield, are you aware what a VPN is? No. All right. What about you, Nitro? Uh, slightly, but I haven't. I have never tried one. Okay. VPN stands for Virtual Private Network Yield. So basically, uh, you know, in the dumbed down version of what it does, is you turn on a VPN, and it basically masks your IP and whatnot, so makes it so like somebody can't track you down, uh, for a hacker. You know, like, if, if I turned on a VPN, you couldn't, po if you knew how to hack, you wouldn't be able to find me because 
the VPN would say that I'm in China somewhere. Gotcha. Okay. So there's been a controversy with a, a streamer now going out because it's coming out that a lot of the streamers that are on Twitch and uh, YouTube and stuff like that, uh, when they're playing their multiplayer games like Warzone uh, and Fortnite, they're turning on a VPN to get better lobbies because they're being put into, you know, people are stream sniping and, you know, uh, you guys know what stream sniping is, right? Yes. No. Streams. Yeah, we well, we, we had, uh, what, the other night playing, or a couple weeks ago when Trick is playing Rocket League with us, there was someone who was watching the stream on Proven Gamer, and that person, I think the next game turned out to be playing us yes. in a multiplayer game. So, yeah, it's when you watch somebody stream and then you enter their game. It, it's basically cheating because I'm watching I'm watching the stream to see where you're dropping in Warzone so I know where to go to kill you. Oh. Uh, but many streamers are using VPNs to get better lobbies and to stop stream snipers. And it's been a big controversy saying that's cheating. I uh, just wanted to get your guys' opinion. Do you feel like that's cheating? Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. I mean, I, I don't personally use a VPN, and I mean, I, I get why people use them. Um, what do you mean by better lobbies? Like, with, you know, how how does that get them a better lobby? Uh, okay, well, if... I, I don't know exactly how they're doing it, but say I was watching Tim the Tatman stream, and he, he, you know, I know that his stream is, say, on, on like a five-second delay, which then I know that if I hit find lobby at the same time he does I have a higher chance of getting into a lobby with him and being able to play with him so you get the people that you know ha are extremely skilled at the game or they're using their cheese or whatever they're doing to get into a game with him that's ruining his experience because he's not able to play a competitive game where the entire time he's playing the game he's running from everybody that stream sniping and whatnot. it would seem that the problem isn't with Tim the Tapman, that it's with the people doing that. I agree, but a lot of people are saying that because you use a VPN, you're getting a better lot. You're getting better lobbies where you're you're be able to go in and shit on people instead of having to actually you know play the game as the game was intended to be played. How how are they getting a better lobby when they're not when they're trying to avoid stuff like stream sniping, where they're just trying to get a fair game where no one is watching their stream and then knowing where their location is in the game? How is that? How is that? giving them an advantage in any way, unless they could somehow hack the game and, and get with, like, all low-level players or people that would, aren't... Because, you know, when, when games matchmake, they, they match you with people with a similar skill, so, or at least they try to. Here's here's an idea. And Don't stream your I, games! I knew Yoda was going to say that. <laughs> ah! Or, or, here's this! Don't stream it live! <laughs> ah! Then they can't get you! I mean, I mean, the... Uh, the argument, the <sighs> argument can be made. Uh, I know you guys don't play competitive Rocket League; like you guys just play casual games. But in a game like Fortnite, in a game like I don't know if you've heard, but we are very competitive. You, you're competitive, but you don't play uh, competitive matches. Yeah, but that, that uh, competitive doesn't matter. Oh. I'm honestly the skill level of people playing on competitive is not that much higher. Okay, but the point the point I'm trying to make is that if you drop into Warzone and you know, I don't. I don't want to get too technical with here, but let's let's say you had a two point three KD ratio. If you go into lobbies where people are stream sniping, your KD ratio is going to drop. Therefore, you're going to go into games 
where essentially that you're going to be overpowered. You're not going to be playing people of your same skill. So it could be affecting your stats and the fact that you're not getting competitive games anymore because the stream snipers are reducing your stats. That's the, that's the so argument that's, to be that, made. That's a vote for VPNs then to allow people to use VPNs. Right, and you'll do just other motion of don't stream your games. Yeah, just don't stream your games or don't stream them live. All right. Show them on a stream delay. Well, there is a delay. Like like right now, even if we were live on Twitch, which I'm upset we're not, uh, like what I say now, people wouldn't hear for anywhere from 10 to 20 seconds later if they were watching the stream. Uh, Nitro, your thoughts on VPNs? Uh, Pro-choice VPN. I don't want to run into a stream sniper or something. Especially in a game like that, and like I said for the cheating and stuff, it would just uh, put my enjoyment uh, lower. So I would I would choose to use a VPN. Some might see it as cheating, but I look at it as if it gives me a better time to have like fun and stuff, then I'm going for it. It the way that I read VPNs that uh, tricky as tricky described it is. It's not something that's used to hinder anybody else's gameplay. It's just used to make sure that your gameplay isn't destroyed by other people, correct? Yes. Okay, well then what's what's the issue there? I don't see what the issue is. I don't understand how that's cheating to get yourself a better lobby. But, see, when I, when I think of that, it's like, again, you are finding lobbies with low-level players so you can just merc everybody. Like, that's that's what I see as, you know, making it a better lobby for yourself. But if you're just even in the playing field with the other people you're playing with, that's not getting yourself... Like that's not cheating to get a better lobby. That's you just getting a, a match made, match made random lobby. Well, I mean, where everything is a level playing field. See, the the, the arguments being made is that the these big big high level streamers and even just not even streamers but just gamers in general, they're using their VPNs to get the better lobby. So when they're streaming, they look like a god playing the game instead of you know actually their gameplay. This, I mean, it, it's it's a small it's. A thin argument, but you can manipulate a VPN to put you into a different region, stuff like that. I technically, I don't know how you would use a VPN on your game service. Like, I don't know how you could turn around and say, I, I want to be in this level of KD people to, to play Warzone. Like, I don't know how you would do that. But the arguments being made is that people are using VPNs to do just that, that they go in and they just shit on everybody. It's 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 like yield using a VPN to play somebody like me in Rocket League one on one. Yield's just gonna shit all over me. Where if I you know, if he wasn't using a VPN, then he would get into a competitive one on one and he wouldn't it, it he would be quote unquote exposed of how bad he actually is at the game. But because he's using a VPN he could shit on me. Oh man, did you just say that yield's bad at Rocket League? I, I've always said yield's better at Rocket League than me. No, no, no! You just said you'd be—he'd be exposed for how bad he is. No, no. What I'm, I'm saying—that's that's yield. Yield. Did you hear that? I, I, I heard that. I'm letting it go because the video is already out there. Nitro's a witness to the one-on-one slide. And I just—and I just down the I just said yield is a better player. I'm just saying, using that as an experience. If yield was using the VPN on that, he could put out that video and say, "I select this guy," where if he wasn't using a VPN, he might have gotten a guy, you know, on his skill level 
or better, and you know that guy would expose yield, so to speak. Yield. I'm not saying I'm better. I'm just saying I'm it's, using that as an example. It's 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 not hard to expose me. <laughs> All right. I mean, are people really watching people on Twitch because of their skill at a game? Yes. <clears throat> Why? Who cares? Because they feel like they if they watch, uh, you know, somebody like Nick Burks, another streamer, uh, who plays Apex, um, they feel if they watch him. They could see like how he's playing and be able to say, "Okay, he did that move, so I kn- I know that I can pull off that move, so I can get better at the game." That's the argument. Yeah, but so much of multiplayer games is situational, and yeah, you can learn different things to help you. There's hints and tips to make you th- make you better or improve your you know your your play style. But in the end, like there's so many quick reactions tied to that kind of stuff where it's like. If you're not, if you're just, if that's not just a style of game you succeed at, then, you know, maybe it's just not a game you're going to be great at online against other people. Maybe you don't have the reaction time. Like, for instance, you know, I can go out there and platinum hard games, and then, like, there's a game like Split Second, then Yield can platinum, and I can't for some reason. You know, it's just, like, one of those things where we are each different, like, we we are each good at our own type of games, or maybe there's certain games that are better suited for our play style or just the way that we work you know, at a very deep level. Like, maybe there's games that I'm just predisposed to be better at than all of you, and there are other games that you guys are better than I am at. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, com- I, combat games. Yeah, well, I don't think any of us are really good at combat games, but well, I don't want to speak for Nitro, but... Mm. Well, maybe- I, I, mean, I mean that as in, like, the tough combat games. You're better at those than I am. But I, I, would, <laughs> I would say that Yield, I mean, any kind of, like, car racing game, even something like Rocket League, Yield is better than I am. But, you know, I would say that there are other games, something like a Cuphead, where you learn boss strategies and, you know, stuff like that. Like, you just play a boss over and over again, and you learn their tells and, you know, the the signs, and you find out the best strategy to beat them. I'm probably better at that than Yield is. You know, games like Punch-Out, games like Cuphead, stuff like that. So, (laughs) I think that each of us are just better suited at certain games, but... Yeah, can you pick up tips from, from like, people who are professional? I'm using that in air quotes. Like, yeah, but... I would think the point of Twitch would be you like a person's personality, you like their commentary, maybe you want to see the game so that you can think, or that you can kind of like see, use it as a preview of a game to say, oh yeah, maybe I do like this game, maybe I'll go buy it. But to sit there and like look at these people as like experts and be like, oh, you know, if I just watch this person, I'll be good. That's a little on the side of ludicrous to me. I mean, I mean, is it really any difference to watching, say, Nick Merck play Apex Legends? Then you go and look up a, a strategy of how to beat the last level in Vanquish. Yeah, but I'm not looking to that person to like. I'm looking for yeah, but you're talking about an ongoing thing with Apex Legends, where I'm learning skills that maybe I can use to be better in every game, whereas I'm just looking for the 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 location of this collectible, or I'm looking for tips to make me better to get past this one challenge. And I, I, well, first of all, I never looked up any kind of advice on Vanquish technical challenges. I got to a point where I hit a wall and I just decided I couldn't do it. But I didn't look up any kind of anybody's um, videos to be like, oh, hey, this is how you beat the Vanquish tactical challenge no, but number you, six. You, just, you would agree that there are people that would look up those kind of videos. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that there's, I mean, I, it personally, I, I don't see it as, needed or it's not something i would do but that does i mean it makes sense that other people would do it yes i just think that if you're looking to watch somebody's stream and that you think that's gonna make you better at playing the game 
or like that's all of a sudden going to make your k to k to d ratio going to be like two to one or three to one or four to one i don't know like a lot of the stuff you pick up in games just kind of happens naturally or you just don't really get it anybody else as well going to tell me that i'm wrong by the way if, if nitro or yield want to jump in i, I don't think you're wrong uh, i think it's just situational time because compare streaming to like people that do content creation for like youtube and stuff and they're playing, and it goes back to, like, VPN and whatever. Like, you just see, like, the 10, 20 minutes of gameplay that they show you. Doesn't mean that they're cheating or whatever. Sure, they have, they might have bad games, as, lo as well as their good games, but... Their chosen videos and stuff, I think they just, they pick out their best ones, like most people would. And that's what they choose to upload. And then if people see them, like, using VPNs while streaming, then they say they're cheating because they're looking for a better lobby, which I disagree with. Alright. Yeah. At this point, we're going to throw it across the pond over to our main man, Sid, for this week's Sophie's Trophy. Hello again, guys. It's Sid with another Sophie's Trophies. Back from holidays and raring to go. So, this week before I start, two things. The first thing is congrats to the Halls on 100 million downloads. I mean, you think about that number, guys. It is a fucking cracking number. So, yeah, that's the first one. Congrats, guys. Well done. And the second one is the biggest shout-out to Tricky um, for helping me out this morning. He knows what he did. It's up to him if he wants to tell people. Um, I'm not going to do that, but... I will say it has helped me get a lot of games uh, to do Sophie's Trophies. So the first one I'm going to do, because I have just been uh, spamming my arse off today, guys. Um, you know, relaxing Sunday, just pressing buttons. So the first game I'm going to do is one called Taco Fun Master. And there is also one called Burger Fun Master. Both pretty much the same games. But. This one surprised me. Okay, it's your typical um, one screen game. Doesn't do much, but what it does, it does quite well. So you start off the game and you have a bar at the bottom with a circle inside it. And you have symbols going across. And you have to press the corresponding button in the circle at the right time. So think Parappa the Rapper or Guitar Hero sort of thing. Apart from there's not extra bars there's just one bar um so the trophies are easy you only have to do the first level which is a shame i would have liked something a bit more in depth with this one but you know there's a reason these things are called cheap platinums so trophy list is simple so let's just go through it press the circle button press the cross button press the square button press the triangle button now this does say press these buttons at the correct time so if you pressed every single button wrong, you would get none of these trophies. Uh, press the circle button twice, press the cross button twice, press the square button twice, and press the triangle button twice. So there you go. Um, press them twice, but make sure you do it at the correct time. Then you have press two buttons in a row. Then you have press three buttons in a row. And then you have complete level. So, yeah, nothing to the trophies. But what I did of it, I enjoyed. Because I like these rhythm type games. 
Um, so yeah, that's it for that one. Now we are also, guys, going to have a look at the Wonderboy collection because the last time I did this, I mentioned a trophy, and the trophy is called Arcade Master, and that is complete the game Wonderboy. I said it was easy, and completing the game itself is easy, but to get this trophy, there are dolls that appear in the level, which I'm sure I mentioned. Um, you have to get all 32 of the dolls as you go through the game, and that will open up stage 8. And then you have to get all the dolls in stage 8. Um, so a total of 36 dolls need to be collected, and you need to complete stage 8. So that's just a heads up. That was my mistake. Sorry, guys. Um, nothing is ever that simple, uh, apart from rat plats. So that's it, guys, from me. I will talk to you again soon. Keep getting those trophies. Bye. So we're back. Uh, and, of course, we have some questions from the Facebook community. But before we do that. Time to check my social media. So we have some couple questions. Tricky, tricky before you go. Did you like what I did last week? I didn't listen to last week's show. I haven't had a chance to. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sure that some people hated it, but I put that soundbite in there twice because once to introduce the uh, the segment, but then also when Homer said he couldn't get enough, I put an extra one in there behind him. Saying, I would have done the same exact thing. I'm sure you would have thought of that exact thing. All right, first question is coming from Gareth. Uh, Gareth says, "What have been your best online multiplayer experiences? It could be games." Uh, it could be events, or it could be people that you play with. Nitro, we'll start with you. I'd have to say definitely like Rocket League and Deep Rock with uh, you guys. The most right. fun I've had. Yield? Uh, Warhawk back in the day with the SG group was always a blast. Um, Rocket League, we've had some really good fun. Um, Deep Rock, Knockout City, yes. when we were when we were hot into that, that was that was pretty fun because for a while we were wrecking people. Um, I I would say you know get games like that where you can get together with a group. I've got had so many epic Mario Kart stories of just me and the guys going against each other and double dash that it is absolutely a ball. So just moments like that, I would say are my favorite. All right, Alex. Yeah, I, I probably didn't, I wasn't as connected as yield was with the, the Warhawk stuff. I played the game and I played the game a lot online, but that was before I had a headset or anything. So I, I was basically just playing online without talking to anybody or strategizing. Although I can you see, you know how they, what? Not to interrupt you, but that may have been a good thing at times. <laughs> I'm sure you can say that about any multiplayer game, but I, I think that as much fun as I had with that game, because I poured probably over 300 hours into it online, and it was a Same. multiplayer only game, so you didn't have there wasn't like Starhawk where it had a single player mode. Like if you were buying Warhawk, you were buying it to play with other people online, and I. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I, I would have liked to have strategized with people, but it was all fun all the same. I think my answer would have to be, it had to be Rocket League because we had a sustained. Well, it was from the start of the the free to play, and then on through. I guess you know we we're 
it kind of like as season five winded down, we kind of fell apart because, you know, people's work schedules changed and everything like that. But we had sustained over a year there. We were playing Rocket League every, you know, night on Thursdays and really the first time I'd ever streamed consistently or, you know, at a sustained pace. So Rocket League Thursdays were a lot of fun and it was, you know, sure we took our lumps. You know, we went 11-0 sometimes. We, you know, we, we clubbed other teams some nights and just ran rough shot over everybody. But, you know, there were weeks when we took our, took our lumps, but, you know, we always came back every week and it was a lot of fun and... Always a renewed sense of hope that we could just bash teams, you know, with our, our monumental skill in the soccer. But, but yeah, Rocket League, as kind of like the one game that I've really played on a sustained basis online, it would have to be probably that one. Especially since I got to play with friends and we had a group that we would play with. Like, that's the first time for me that that actually really happened, so. Uh, my online experience, I mean... It has to be the division, right? It, it, it has to be the division. I don't know if it's Division One or Division Two. Like I'm having a lot of fun right now. Uh, there's a mode in uh, Division Two now called, called Countdown. Uh, Want to get Nitro in there to help him get some gear and stuff like that because, like, literally, like I could run around the division doing uh, missions and stuff like that, and I could maybe pick up twenty pe- twenty pieces of gear in an hour. Where in 15 minutes, I'm picking up anywhere close to 45 to 50 pieces of gear in Countdown. Because we're just running over. And Countdown is a is a mode where it's like a mini 15-minute raid. Where you go in, you have to do two objectives. Then you, uh, two side objectives, then you have to do a main objective. And then you have to extract all within 15 minutes. And it's it's quick, it's in, it's out. And, you know, you, you're meeting some guys and you can see, like, the experiences... 90% of the time, you're not talking to anybody because everybody knows what the hell to do. But uh, that's the most fun I'm having right now in multiplayer because I'm I'm not really a multiplayer type of guy. And I know that's ironic because I play the Division a lot. But I'm not really a multiplayer type person because I don't like relying on somebody else to accomplish a task. That's just... I mean, I think, I think there's a reason why we all kind of hate or despise online multiplayer trophies. Absolutely. Not just trophies, just online in general. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, when you look at like the one of the main reasons I hear a lot of people don't go after the Last of Us Platinum is because they don't want to play that multiplayer. That I'm, I'm well, one, my internet wouldn't cooperate at the time, but two, yeah, absolutely, eighty plus mass- matches, and if you die you start- or not die, you don't complete the task in one of them. You gotta start over. Right. So I mean, I. I I don't like if I'm playing Rocket League with Yield and Alex. I mean, I can't talk to Yield because he abused me ninety percent of the time. <laughs> but uh, you know, if I'm talking, if I'm if you, hey, if you're playing the game, I won't mute you. We'll we'll have we'll save that discussion for another time because I think your your logic in that is flawed. But we'll go into that another time. Well, it, it it probably is a little bit. Hey. You did see my post about maybe doing a, a community gamer I, night. I did. You? And uh okay. Dupes also wants me to do a community gamer night for the division. So we we may have to get you on that division bandwagon yield because uh I think it was Dupes saying that like that is like a yield ass game and he's surprised you don't play it. Well no, so okay. Dupes, I did I was playing it. I, I got the first one and I was like, Wow, this is actually a modern shooter that I was having fun with, because most modern shooters, they just, it doesn't click with me. World War II is my thing. But I was really enjoying The Division. 
and then Tricky went to level boost me, and I'm the type of player that I have to play through the game first. And I know what Tricky's saying, and, I, and I'm not saying he's wrong, but I like to play through the whole game first, experience it myself. Now, okay, now I can boost. I've played the game. I, I, I don't care now. I've gotten the story. I've experienced it myself. Well, we did a story mission and blew right through it, and I was just kind of like, I got to start over now. It kind of tainted it for me. Yeah, I told so, I told him that in the chat. He's like, he, he didn't respond, but he, I told him, I said, I ruined the division for you. Not like, not like I'm never going to play it again, ruined it for me. It was just like, I got to go play something else now. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I will go back to it because I did enjoy it. Heck, I even picked up Division Two when it dropped the five bucks. Yeah, right. Because right now I'm power level in uh, Daryl through. I mean, and to be fair, I think Daryl just having me do that because he wants the trophies. Um, Probably, but more than likely. Um, but once you get to level forty in the division two, like it, it opens up. Like you can do Kenley College, you can do the raids, you can play Countdown, um, you can do the Summit, um, and there's so much stuff to find in the division. You know, between the collectibles, and whatnot, and a lot of story and lore. Uh, and I want to give a shout out. I, like I know we're not in the shadows, but if you have any interest in the division at all, um, go watch. There's a guy on YouTube called NGN. He does like a deep dive into all the division lore. It is absolutely fantastic. The videos he does. I I don't do it before you play the game because it probably will spoil a lot of the game for you. But you get a lot of the intrigue behind. The, you know, the certain characters and find out why they're doing what they're doing. And it's it's really good. So go check out his videos if you have any interest in the division at all. All right. Uh, next question. Homer says, what is the number one song from the 90s or your youth? Nitro, we'll go with you. Uh, the only one I can remember offhand is uh, Smooth by Santana. I like that one. song. Good song. All right, Yield. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> I don't know if I have a number one. Um, so you've got Hunger, Hunger Strike. Uh, oh. It, really, anything off of 10 from Pearl Jam. Uh, Black Hole Song. Super unknown. Uh, I think "Smooth Criminal" by Alien Ant Farm came out in the two thousands. Yeah, that was definitely that a two thousand. That was a two thousands yeah. track. Uh, anything from Alice in Chains from Jar of Flies. Basically, anything grunge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that 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 was me in the nineties. So, all right, Alex. Uh, I'm trying to think of just something from the 90s, one song that really stands out, and honestly, I really... Tub Thumping? God, I, I mentioned that, that last song. week. <laughs> I hate that um, fucking song. Why do you hate that song? It's so fucking stupid. Hold on, to give me some extra time, I did listen to a lot of Tub Thumping. I'm trying to think of, I guess, well, I don't know. I, I admit, so did I. <laughs> um, I... I I guess, I Tricky, I want to I wanna get into a little more of the psychology of why you hate Tub Thumping, but... I 
one of the first real songs like because i i would do things like i would buy I, I remember going out in like seventh grade and buying a mace album because that was like mace was really in and i thought that because other people liked it i should like it too i guess you would have called me a poser but um one of the first songs that i really really liked and that I, I decided that i really liked it wasn't like my parents music that they played while i was around them and stuff like that it was rob zombie's dragula and i went out and bought that album and uh, coincidentally, my mom asked me, she saw the cover of it, and she's like, Alex, are you collecting guns upstairs? And I'm like, no, mom, I'm not. Uh, so there was that awkward moment between me and my mom, but we still, I still got the CD, and I listened to it, and I, I feel like Rob Zombie's Dragula, for me, was was one of those first songs that I kind of really figured for myself, not based on anybody else's opinion, that I really enjoyed. And actually, they played that song. Uh, my stepbrother and I used to go to Camp Pumingo in Kentucky, and... Um, one of the camp counselors was big into White Zombie and Rob Zombie and stuff like that. And it's actually our counselor for the for the in our bunk for the the summer term. But uh, once I the final dance at camp, and you know you got young kids there, you got middle age, middle school age kids, some high school kids, and you know some elementary school kids at like this end of summer dance, like before you go back home, and they played Rob Zombie's Dragula, and it's actually the first person place yeah. I ever heard Dragula. Um, so for me, like, I know that's not probably like one of the huge songs of the decade, but for me personally, like Rob Zombie's Dragula was hugely influential and just kind of figure out where I was in my own tastes and likes in music. All right. Uh, my answer is going to be down with the sickness from Disturbed. Now, that was all right. What was that? Was that the 90s? I thought it was 2000. That was 99. Wasn't yeah, it was 99. It was, was the it? end of the 90s, but it was uh, in the 90s. Right at the end. Um, that song, combined with uh, Stupefy, uh, just really changed like how I felt about music. Like I was, I've always been a fan of music uh, across all genres. I like rap. I like country. I like uh, you know pop. I like metal. But Down with the Sickness really got me back into loving metal music the way I did. Um, because that was also the time that, because I was also a big Metallica fan, and that was the, around the time that uh, Metallica released uh, "Load," the album "Load," and I felt like they sold out. Like they wait, "Load" came out before "Reload," no. right? Yes, because yeah. "Reload" was way before um, the the sickness. Disturbed released the sickness. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. because I, I I remember "Reload" coming out my senior year. Uh so no, 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 I'm just I'm just saying it was around that time that when Load and Reload came out that I started going away from metal music. Well, yeah, this... well, yeah, because Reload they kind of really almost countryfied themselves. Uh, yeah, Re- Reload was '97. Yeah, so yeah. when Down with the Sickness came out is what got me back into loving rock music as much as I do now. Uh, hey, I can't believe you didn't mention Voices. That was that was my personal favorite jam off that album. But uh, voices. I mean, the whole album was good. But down with the sickness. That that first uh, the intro drum beat. Uh, oh, that was that was phenomenal. You know, one thing I didn't like about the song, which kind of ruined it for me, was the was the version? the kind of part where he starts screaming at his mom. Yeah, oh, that yeah. gets censored most of or off of most radio stations. Yeah, honestly, that's yeah, that one... always that always felt weird in that song. I don't know if it felt weird. It just felt off-putting to where I don't really want to hear this. I don't like. You took a really good song and kind of ruined it with this. So if you like, that's actually one of the songs where the radio edit is probably better than the actual un- uh, unedited song. It's funny because that song is in Rock Band, and like 
you you don't get to sing that part like they but they they didn't totally censor it out of the rock band version like you could still hear it in the background if you listen closely with a pair of headphones which I always thought was weird like you you're gonna censor it but you can still hear what he's saying. Oh, they just dumbed it, or they just quieted the background. Yeah, it's track. like they they put the the voice track to like five percent at that point, and it's like, why you know if you're gonna re- remove it, then remove it. Uh, but they left that part in the song in Rock Band, which I always found funny. All right, uh, next question we have: Homer wants to know, Tailspin or Darkwing Duck, Alex? Darkwing Duck, Yield. Both. No, you have to pick one. Like you can't you have pick, to pick one. one. Well, okay, you have to pick one. Darkwing right. Duck, Nitro. I don't know either of them, but I'll go with Darkwing Duck. You can't go wrong with either. I, I I'm more stunned by he doesn't know either one. Well, okay, you got to remember Nitro is younger us. than we are. I mean, not a ton younger, but young young enough where that may not have been what he grew up with. May not have been his jam, baby. Uh, all right, mm. so my answer is also Darkwing Duck. I love me some Tailspin, but Darkwing Duck was was better. I don't know how you can't love Tailspin. Air Pirates? That's all you got to say. I mean, I do like Tailspin, but I might also throw in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It's something I enjoyed better than Tailspin. Oh, absolutely. All so right. Do you wanna... And it had a really good NES game. Do you want to describe them for me, then, so I can understand them better? So Dark Darkwing Duck was basically it was Batman Disney's, with a duck. Yeah, Disney's Batman oh. is basically what it was. The, the 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 short version of it. Okay. Tailspin Tailspin was every there were well I mean there was driving vehicles on the island, but basically everything was flying. That's why I said air pirates because there were a giant Basically, like a think of uh, Marvel's air floating air flying aircraft carrier, and they were air pirates that would loot the uh, plane routes. So, and there was this one guy, one uh, character that was a cargo plane, and he was always combating the air pirates. So. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, and these these were all like like we said, Darkwing Duck was a duck, obviously, but these were all like animal characters, like Baloo from the Jungle Book was in Tailspin. Oh, okay. He, he was one of the main characters. Yeah. Including, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me, I want to remember his name. Uh, sidekick was, was it Kit Cloud Kicker? Kit, yeah, Kit Cloud yeah. Kicker. Right, go watch it. And then the, uh, the, the monkey from the Jungle Book was in there too. Can't think of the King Louie? Yeah, King Louie was, was in there. He was a He was a great Yeah, egg. sorry. And then wasn't was was the tiger in yeah, there Shere too? Shere Khan. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it had most of the Jungle Book characters in. You it. could you could probably go watch both of these on Disney Plus if you had it. Okay. I'm, yeah, I think you can. They're they're good. Darkwing Duck's really good. I have a Darkwing Duck shirt. Yeah. Darkwing Duck had that edge and that great intro I've, song that just made I, him I, a more enticing character. I've got a T-shirt. You remember you remember the Batman the animated series how at the at the very end of the intro Batman was on top of a building and the lightning you know he was a dark outlined in the lightning was right yes all right so it, it it's it's that building top but instead of Batman in a dark outline it's Darkwing Duck okay all right 
It's All right, last question before we get into our topic. Also, how, how, hold on. How do you? Uh, Darkwing Duck is on Disney Plus, by the way. But what, also, what about Tailspin? Uh, well, I'll, I'll check. I'll check on that. But Darkwing Duck sidekick, Launchpad McQuack. McQuack. Like Launchpad, a fan, another fantastic character from the '90s. How do you not just pick that show when when your sidekick is Launchpad McQuack? Ah. This is totally awesome because he was awesome in Ducktales. I, I was gonna say the 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 supreme answer from all the shows is, is definitely Ducktales. Uh, well, if they were if they were thrown in there, I would say yes. Yeah, Disney Plus also has Tailspin. All right, so Nitro. Hold on, hold on. Hey, let me give you the description, the details. Nitro, mm-hmm. listen up, my friend. Follow Bush pilot Baloo, his twelve-year-old navigator Kit, the boss Rebecca Cunningham, and the rest of the crew as they go on adventures, battling air pirates and seeking wondrous treasures. Interesting. Also, so it, look, of, it also looks like so, you all—they've uh, also got Chippendale Rescue Rangers and Ducktales on Disney Plus. So, Goof Troop, Gargoyles, all of them are on there. Oh, Goof Troop! I was never a fan of Goof Troop or Gargoyles. Never, never hit a nerve with me. All right. I know it's gonna catch some hate. Right, let's let's <laughs> move on. The, the ta- tailspin is looking for some treasure, and uh, you can certainly find some treasure on Disney Plus if you're if you know, if you want to pay that fee. Shameless plug, even though they're about to raise their prices. All right, let, well, them and Hulu. I said that earlier. I know you did. I'm just confirming it. All right. Let, Wait, how much is Disney Plus? Because I know Hulu's going from like for the ad free versions, like twelve ninety nine a month to fourteen ninety nine. I think it's well, I think it's going I, up to thirteen ninety nine. I pay for the ad versions because I'm a cheap bastard. The ad versions no. are going to stay the same price. You're a you're a cheap ass gamer. Yield, if we're going, for, I am for some from cheap plugs there. Oh, oh by the way, yield. Did, did you get the joke that I put in the, the Facebook group the other day about the which uh, joke? Uh, about waiting three years for the game to drop fifteen dollars? I did. I commented on it. Because uh, Nitro said, "Oh, please, this isn't you." <laughs> it's true. So, oh, I know you didn't way, leave a comment on it. I did. Oh, maybe, maybe yeah, I yeah, you just it reacted like to it. I, 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 I liked it. So, everybody knows my disdain for TikTok. Yes. I will give Tricky absolutely all the uh, credit for this. He actually found a good TikTok last night <laughs> and put it put it in our group chat. The editing makes the video, but I was just like, bravo. This one, this one was good. I actually laughed out loud. It was, was good. That, was that the Mario like, Brothers one? Good, good job, Tricky. That was the Mario Brothers one. Loved it. I, I watched it two or three times. <laughs> laughed every time. Loved that, it. That, that made me so laugh bravo. out loud. Bravo. I loved it. Alright. Uh, I just lost the... I was looking for the, the picture I did. Uh, <clears throat> Alright. Where's the last question? Uh, jeez, I just lost it. Matt G. Oh, Matt G says pancakes, waffles, or French toast. Yield, you can only pick one. Pancakes, waffles, or French toast. Okay, so pancakes are gone. So French toast or waffles? And your favorite topping? Is 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 is, is there? Well, peanut butter goes <laughs> on all of them, so it don't matter. Stop. Um, peanut um, butter and waffles okay, slash pancakes slash French toast. Go together like mustard on pizza. I, it just goes together. It just let's nope. You know, I, I, I'm gonna go French toast. Okay, Alex. I'm very. You know, honestly, if I'm going to get any of them, it tends to be pan. I'll, I'll choose pancake pancakes over waffles. Although, I do want to take this time. 
one of my friends once asked me in re- in relation to this question. He's like, "There's no such thing as," or he told me like, "There's no such thing as pancakes and waffles. There's only chicken and waffles." So that was his argument that waffles were better than uh, pancakes. But at breakfast place, I mean, waffles. I don't like necessarily always the crispiness of waffles. I like how pancakes are softer and they have more. You know, waffles have the syrup trap, but. The, wa- the pancakes have more room, especially the big ones, more room for toppings, which I'm really all about. Like, I love the toppings. So I would probably pick pancakes over f- waffles, but I think that on their own, well, maybe not on their own, but I, I think French toast, I don't know if French toast belongs in this. I think it's waffles or pancakes. I don't know if French toast necessarily belongs. In- I, you know what? I, I'm i not going to sit here and, and, and dissect You're, you're spiraling over there, Alex. I know I'm, I'm having it. Pancakes versus French toast is a harder choice than pancakes over waffles for me, but I would probably say pancakes just because of the texture for me and the room, the real estate that you have for toppings, which, you know, syrup, whipped cream, some kind of compote, a nice fruit compote, usually like a, a blueberry or something like that. All right. Nitro. It would be French toast pancakes, and then waffles at the end. Uh, I'm just going to say French toast is superior to all of them. Without question. Yes. French toast is superior to all th- all of them. All right. Uh, so before we go into our topic of the week, um, I kind of put like a teaser out there on um, a Facebook group that uh, Alex kind of spoiled ahead of time. Uh, Alex spoiled fuck all of nothing. <laughs> uh, so we passed a big... Uh, milestone gentlemen and I kind of told you guys before ahead of time before we did it uh, with the release of the last episode um, it took us 11 years almost 12 and 355 episodes uh, which I actually 535 it's it's actually 335 um, but we have officially passed and it's totally uh the credit goes to all of our listeners. Uh, we have officially passed 100 million downloads of Trophy Horse episodes. Now, Great. I want to be clear because somebody questioned it. That doesn't mean one episode got downloaded 100 million times. That means across all episodes that we've done, there have been a total of 100 million times our show has been downloaded. So I personally want to say thank you to everybody that's ever listened to the show, everybody that's ever been on the show, every guest, everything, because without you guys, and Alex says this every single week on at the end of the show, without you guys, we never would have come close to uh, even thinking we could do this. So I personally want to say thank you, and I want to open the floor to Alex and Yield uh, for them to say what they want to say. Hey, you know, I'm really glad that you kind of um... – clarified that little thing at the beginning because I was going to sit here and thank JT. I was going to look like an asshole for, for thanking JT for downloading so many of the episodes to uh, pump those numbers up. But, um, yeah, I, like, as I say, and it probably sounds scripted or, you know, it's, it's from the heart, it's off the cuff, so I say it, I, it probably sounds jumbled like all of my talk every week and I just roll around in circles, but we, to me, this is an incredibly impressive thing, like, to go to have a podcast that's gone as long as we have and to have that many downloads, like, that many people who want to, you know, on a sustained basis, listen to your inane banter. Not always inane, but a lot of times inane. For that to happen, like, that's a pretty special community, and that's a pretty special thing you've created. So to have a podcast in the modern day when there's so many podcasts out there, especially not just for games, podcasts in general, that people want to keep coming back and 
the numbers are as great as because 100 million is a big number. I don't know if you guys realize that. It, it, but it to have created the huh? It is a big number. But to have a, you know, if you do the the, the math, it's over like 280,000 downloads per episode, which is nothing to shake a stick at. So you think you figured that you've created this community and it's a community that continues to follow you and like I said propel us further. Like that's an amazing thing. And I when Tricky told me that, you know, I was like, "Wow, we've made you know, he, he's like, oh, it took us this many years and this many episodes. But I'm like, that's if you ever make that in a lifetime of a podcast, 100 million downloads, that's damn impressive. So it, regardless of whether it took us, five, you know, 355 episodes or 500 or 600 or 1,000 episodes, that's super impressive. And I think we should all be very proud of ourselves. And again, oh, a big thanks to the community, which is the entire reason that we've got to 100 million downloads. It's, it's all because of them. Yield for yours. So you said how many downloads a week? Two hundred and eighty thousand. It's it's like two hundred eighty-one thousand to make it in to make it within three hundred fifty-five episodes to one hundred million. That's what the math checks out as. So so I would first off would like to thank the two two hundred and eighty thousand nine hundred and eighty bots <laughs> that download dick. our show on a weekly You're basis. A dick. And then another huge shout out to the other 20 of you that have been there every episode. I'm sorry I had to do it. No, but really, thanks. Uh, 100 million downloads, whether you're a bot or whether you're real. Or whether you never listened to it or you did. You, you, you can't lie about the downloads. So, thank I, you. I mean, Yield was kind of a dick about it, but I mean, in reality... There are probably uh, quite a few bots that download the show. Uh, I mean, if if you gauge in how ma- how much interaction we have within our Discord and our Facebook group, you know, we we have our core, you know, people that always talk. You know, uh, Nitro being one, Homer being one, Daryl. You know, every if I don't mention your name, please. Un- Rick, yeah. Matt. Un- understand? I'm not. I'm not trying Garrett, to leave you out. I'm just Sid. Levi, Levi's been really busy, but Levi, Joe. But I mean, you can't, you know, don't forget Curtis, our good friend Kurt. Um, but also, you can't really judge the Facebook group by how big an audience is because how many people listen to the show but don't like. I don't interact with any of the social communities of any of the other podcasts that I listen to. So, I mean, you can't always well, go and, off of that that sample and, and assume how big of a podcast it is. Well, absolutely. And well, that and and shoot, how long did it take us to get the Facebook group going? I mean, it, it's only been like the last, what? Two or three years. Three, four, three, two or three, three or four years that it's really kind of took off, so to speak. So, Yes, uh, like I said, I that is a very impressive number. And I, it, it's, I was astonished because I just randomly went and looked at like, you know, what our weekly numbers are. And then just on a chance, I said, you know what, how many times have our show actually been downloaded? And I saw that, and I saw that we were going to hit that monu- uh, that milestone with the release of last week's show, and I was like, "That's damn impressive!" Like we, I'm, I've been on the show since the start. Yield, you've been here since what episode 100? I thought it was like, was it was it 100? I thought it was somewhere between 25 and 50. No, I didn't come in on until 60. No, because the, the oh, first okay. Well, then maybe it was a hundred. The first, then. the first fifty episodes was me, Donnie, and Hard Rocking Guy. Hard Rocking Guy. <laughs> okay. Then, uh, excuse me. <coughs> Hard Rock left uh, after fifty to start his own podcast. 
on the Proof of Gaming Network. And then I thought we brought you on like a hundred. Okay, that's fine. I, I don't remember. I honestly couldn't remember. So I mean, e- I mean, even that, like, I'm I'm not, you know, trying to sh- throw shade at all. I mean, you've been here for nine years, Alex. You've been here for ten. Like, th- I, I ha- yeah, hell, I was twenty seven when we got this thing started. How old are you now? Going on here. I'm thirty seven. There you go, ten years. You, I, I just said I was twenty seven. I've been on ten years. Oh, I, I come on, Tricky. Well, I'm sorry, I was talking over you. Either way, I you, mean, you want to sit here and, and and call the rest of us hillbillies who live outside of New York, but uh, Jesus Christ, that's what I, you said last week. I, I, you said some hillbilly pizza joint. I'm 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 trying to be sentimental here, and you're just you know. Anyway, bringing up real shit. I I, I wanted to. You know, the bots will appreciate I, it. I want to thank uh, Alex and Yield because you know not only like. To keep a podcast going this long, but the fact that we've been together so long, like that speaks, you know, that speaks. I would say consistency definitely helps. Yes, it has helped, and like because I mean, I mean, you look at a show like SG Blue, and at some point, like they had a fantastic podcast. All the hosts were great, and and one day it just kind of it didn't it stopped working because like they decided just kind of disband and you know. Yeah, like it, you have to have a consistency in the host. You can't always just replace people and expect it to go on. So no matter how much of a following a podcast had, and I'm sure a lot of people will really wish SG Blue was a, a thing. Still, I do, but it just those hosts decide to stop doing it, and you need that consistency within everybody in there. I I still feel bad for what we did to Pac Man on uh, two hundred one. Don't don't say we. You're the one who did it. Yeah, that was your idea. But it. I I will say though, it was fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like after a certain point, like I don't think we it would be easy to replace anybody if they left. Like we've been going for 500 episodes now, and all of us have been on for 400 plus. You know, if someone decided to go, like, how do you just all of a sudden replace that person? You know, like you like I used to everybody's listen- replaceable. That's what work tells me. Well, yeah. No, I mean, you work at a warehouse field, so... <laughs> and, and, I'm t- and I'm told I'm just a number at my job every day. They pay you enough numbers where they can tell you that. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so thank you, everybody. I mean, it's going to be... Uh, if we stay at the same number of subscribers and downloads, it's going to be another six years before we hit this again, so... Uh, Woo! We're still doing it in six years. All right, you know what? Let's get a different take on this. Nitro. You're part of the community, and you're the one of the people that's helped pump up these numbers and and help the show grow to what it has. What, what's kept you coming back? The trolling antics. You, your ability to—you haven't been trolling tricky a whole lot. I'm going to be honest. I just had to give him an easy day today. He doesn't get that very often, so I figured he should get that at least today. Well, then you have to come back on sooner and, and really give tricky hell. Give him what for? Because you know, you know, if you're doing it for the trolling, then. For the most Pump part. Pump up that game. Uh, it could be better, but in the future, if he decides to have me back, sure. Tricky, he's putting the fear of God in you, because you know it's the next time he comes on that, whew. And also, wasn't Nitro banned, or you're rolling back all, two weeks in a row we've had supposedly banned people on the show, you're rolling back all these bands. Uh, Are you feeling more generous? Uh, Are you feeling sick? I'm, uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to be a better man. It's because he doesn't have a bet with me anymore. Alright. You know what? You're making great strides, Tricky. I gotta say that... Um, Proud of you. You know, if we can only get you to, to some wiggle room there on your pizza toppings, you know, we could... This is about all, all we, we could ask more of you. Oh. 
My, 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 my wife's getting a shout out for that. Thanks for reminding me pizza toppings, Alex. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please don't put any mustard on it. That just sounds disgusting. Unless it's cheeseburger pizza. Cheeseburger no. pizza. That's the only way it works. Right, speaking of cheeseburger pizza, did you guys see the video I posted, the TikTok? You mean of so them, was... them putting the hamburger patty on top of the pizza? Yes. So, so what was... Like, I got the cheese sauce. What was the other one? White vodka sauce. <laughs> that's for pasta. That's not for... I mean, you can try yeah. You can try with pizza, but... Well, I mean, I guess you could. I'm not. I'm not an alcohol person, so the vodka sauce. I don't like it. It, it makes it. It weird. They do make a white vodka pizza here in New York. Of course they did. Wait, does vodka sauce have enough vodka? Like, does it actually have vodka in it, or is it there enough vodka <coughs> in there to be anything but trace amounts? There, uh, no, because typically we we sell it. In, we sell it in our store. Like you can, you know, like anybody can come up and buy it. So yeah, typically, typically when you cook with alcohol, uh, the second. Well, yeah, the, the heat removes all the alcohol essentially. So you still get the flavor, but you don't get the the drunkness. The drunk, you won't get drunk. Yeah, you, I you, mean, I know that, but it just gives it a weird taste for me. You don't, uh, you don't get the, the the drawback of not being able to operate heavy machinery. Correct. All right, let's go into our topic of the week. Uh, yield. Don't worry, we're not talking about Fortnite. Yeah, but Nitro's on here. Nitro has give us some insight on Fortnite. I know, but. That's a very guest-centered topic. I, I, I mean, you you could. I'll just be like, yay for Dragon Ball, but that'll be about it. Uh, no, because I, I see uh, uh, Yield's cursor on the topic the whole show. It's like he's like kind of like he was dreading talking about this. Uh, no, 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 I wanted to, I wanted to see what they were talking about it, and I saw the Twitter pick of Shenron, and I'm like, oh, they're bringing Dragon Ball in. Well, that's kind of I w- wish they would have had some character models so I can be like. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's not cool. It's just a teaser that they're bringing Dragon Ball in. All right. So, I like how the article was written. Though that they're like that that they're like they're like that's Shenron. Well, anybody who knows Dragon Ball, yeah, that's that's who that is. But they made it sound like as if like they didn't know. I didn't know. All right. Well, okay. hold on. So now I'm curious because so we got to go over this. Like, are you collecting the seven Dragon Balls within the the world maps, and then you're getting they, something based on that? They don't say. They just it, it, their Twitter posted a picture of Shenron materializing, and that was the basically the teaser. Okay, that let, let me get into the article. Dragon Ball's coming. Uh, come, okay, coming from IGN, written by Ryan Dinsdale. Dragon Ball is coming to Fortnite this month. Uh, Dragon Ball is the last latest anime franchise arriving in Fortnite, and it's less than a week away, confirming that an August sixteenth release. So this will be uh, yesterday, as of you listening to this. In a relatively vague tweet for those unfamiliar with Dragon Ball, the Fortnite Twitter account uh, posted an image of a golden dragon with the tagline, Speak, Name Your Wish. The the, the dragon is in fact Shenron, a magical being from the Dragon Ball series that grants the wish of anyone that collects all seven of the Dragon Balls. While Epic Games didn't say it explicitly, it's fair to assume that Dragon Ball characters will be arriving in Fortnite soon. So... That's the news article, but the topic that I wanted to go into, uh, and Yield, I'm going to start with you. Um, okay. Is is there a collaboration within a game franchise that would... Uh, I, I want to make sure I word this right. Is there a game out there that you have no interest in playing, never would play, that they could collab with somebody 
you know, some kind of franchise, some media franchise that would get you to actually play the game. No. Well, I say no now, but you you never know. But off top of my head, no. I mean that that because I mean I, I I mean look, Fortnite's added Uncharted. They've added Indiana Jones, Star Wars. I think they've added Star Wars. They've added Batman. They're they're going to be adding Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball. I mean, you've hit pretty much all the things that I really like, and I've never played Fortnite. And now, your issue with Fortnite was always the building, right? Yeah, which I know they've gotten rid of, or they've got a mode that doesn't have it. So even that wouldn't entice you at all? Well, no, now I'm so far behind, there's just no point. All right. Alex, what about you? Is there any game that out there that you would never play, but if they collaborated, would get you to actually play the game? I mean, I would be try. I would be willing to try Fortnite if they had some kind of Ghostbusters collaboration. Like, And they went like hard with it. Like, It's not like, oh, you just <coughs> had the characters run around shooting each other with proton beams. It's like, the skies are dark, like you're in this world, and you are like capturing ghosts or something like that. And like eventually, like, once a timer runs down, or if you catch enough ghosts, you have to take down Stay Puffed or Gozer or Zool. Like, if they actually went hard with it, I would be willing to try that. All right. Because I actually think the aesthetic would work well with Ghostbusters. All right, what about you, Nitro? I, I, I agree with that sentiment or statement. Uh, See, I even got Yield on board. How was that for a marketing push <laughs> or marketing pitch? All right, Nitro, is there a game out there that you would have notes to play, but they had a collab, you would play it? More than likely, there probably is. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of any. But, but right. if it's like Fortnite and it brings like characters or emotes or something, like, I'm not really going to get into it like that, I don't think. Because the game mostly for me is like uh, the gameplay and all that type of stuff. Well then, what what do you think of the Dragon Ball news? Are you excited for this? Because I mean, it it was a, like a very '90s thing, like a very '90s anime that I guess dipped into the 2000s. But I feel like I don't know. Did you did you catch the the real high of Dragon Ball growing up, Nitro? No, I did not. Ah, so you, this is news that you don't really like. It's not like gonna make you happy or sad, you know, to to hear the Dragon Ball. It's like not not like you're gonna be super excited to have Dragon Ball come to Fortnite. Yeah, pretty much. See, I, I I thought about my answer with this, and it's like the the first thing that went to my head is I I don't play first person shooters, so like where I want to play like Warzone, like I like that Warzone intrigues me, but because it's first person, I can never play it. And then I I thought about it on the fact of you know what if they brought say division characters into Warzone, would that get me to play it? And that led me to to remember that uh, Ubisoft is actually making a Warzone type game with all the Tom Clancy characters from Rainbow Six, uh, Splinter Cell, all that stuff. And I have no interest in playing that game. Um, so I don't know that I have an answer as well because it's it's weird. Like I like seeing collaborations. I I think Fortnite does it to way too much i mean the fact that we got the rock in there we got bruno mars uh, yeah but now they've done it so much as expected so they kind of can't roll that back understood but like when like 
And I'm not trying to shit on Fortnite. Uh, I'm just saying, when when is enough too much? I mean, they're putting John Cena in the game. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, Rocket League had a cars designed like with you know the emblems and the the catchphrases of John Cena and Roman Reigns yeah, for SummerSlam, right? So. But that that's just you know that's just decals. I, they're actually putting actual Dwayne Johnson and uh, John Cena in the game. Well, let me throw this out at you. Okay. What's your favorite? That'll, that'll be a That'll be a real easy uh, programming because you can't see him. I knew you were going to make that joke. <laughs> what, I swear to God, I knew you were going to make that joke. Hold on, Tricky. What's your, what's your, you said you didn't like horror games and you couldn't play horror games, but what do you have any horror movies you like or any thrillers or anything like that, scary movies you like? I was a fan of the Saw series until about six. Well, there was there was a... Wow, you made it as far as six? I'm impressed. Um, but But there was a Saw game that came out like... I've, I'm trying to think if there was a horror game franchise or a horror movie franchise that came to a game. I mean, we have Friday the 13th and stuff like that. But if it came to a game, that you would play it. Well, I, I do play horror games because I got the Platinum in Until Dawn. Okay. I'm just trying to think. I mean, I, 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 mean, I just I don't have any desire to play games that would jump, squ- jump scares and stuff like that. Okay. So you don't like your monster closets. I get that. What what are horror movies that you like? I remember loving the Poltergeist when I grew up, but I have no interest in going back to watch it. Wasn't really a big fan of Elm Street, uh, Jason. Never saw any of the Mike Myers movies. Never saw any of the Hellraisers. I'm just horror's not a genre that I go after. And even if you, what what about like what if there was a Jaws game? I mean, yes, there we have was Man a Jaws game. Boat, specifically, Jaws games. There, there was a Jaws game on the NES, but who cares about that now? Like, we're talking about with, with destructible environments and, like, more realistic characters and, and models for sharks and more realistic underwater worlds that they can swim around in. What about a Jaws game set around Amity Island to the story of the original Jaws I movie? I have no interest in it at all. I mean, right. I, I mean you could argue, and I, it's, a, it's a very loose argument, but you could argue that Maneater... Well, yeah, I'd, I'd mentioned Manier, but at the same time, it's not. I, I, I guess that's... I like wrecking. I like wrecking humans with them. I guess it's the closest thing we'll ever get to a Jaws. But I mean, I guess if you're following the story of Jaws, like in the NES game, you are not the shark. Right. The shark is the enemy. So nowadays, the fun thing would be to be the shark, I guess. But also, maybe you could turn it to where you are one of the hunters and you're going after this massive great white. And that's the final boss is the Great White itself. I mean, that'd be really cool, but uh, I'm, to kind of flip what Manier was into something. I'm going to disagree with you there. Uh, yeah, I just I thought it would be interesting to see if uh, if there was any collab that would get you to play a game that you previously would not play. So, all right. With that being said, let's close out the show. Let's do some shout outs. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you, sir. Give a shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire of the Strip Horrors. I mean, we said it earlier, but 100 million downloads without our community, that that just doesn't happen. That doesn't exist. And to be honest, at this point, Trophy Horse doesn't exist without the community either. So thank you all very much for continuing to push us onward and upward. Great people like Nitro. Nitro, thank you for coming on this week. And, you know, I'm glad you're finally unbanned. Me too. Thank you. Now, now, you know, usually we get to hear your voice on Rocket League, but now everybody can hear your voice after uh, seeing your name so much in our, our threads and our chats on Facebook. Uh, give a shout-out as well to 
tricky and to yield for recording. And also give a shout out to the team at Guerrilla Games because, you know, playing Horizon Zero, or not Zero Dawn, but playing Horizon Forbidden West again, you forget how beautiful that game is. Like even after, you know, six months of not playing it, and then you come back to it and it's like, oh my god, this game is so fucking beautiful. So yeah, uh, and you still still see pic- people posting pictures on Twitter, and you know, just the, the the pictures people take of that game are incredible. So yeah, big shout out to Guerrilla Games and the uh, future of Forbidden West. I'm assuming at some point we'll get some DLC in the vein of the Frozen Wilds. So, yeah, shout outs. Ah, uh, shout out to all the pimps and mads of Hordum. Thank you for 100 million downloads. Ah, uh, shout out to Nitro for coming on this evening. Shout out to and uh, Rocket League and some Deep Rock Galactic. Shout out to Tricky and Alex for recording. Uh, shout out to Maneater. I'm now starting to wreck the alligators. F you, alligators. Especially you albino ones. You're mine now. Um, so yeah, really starting to enjoy that game. Yeah, there's a, you want to go for all the albino creatures. Because oh, yeah. it's not just the gators. It's, I, there's fish and stuff. And they give you some of that... Uh, the the green i can't remember what the green um item is the, 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 the mutagen mutagen, mutagen or, yeah 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 that definitely helps with your yeah i i i started doing that once i finally got my 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 shark big enough have you i got a few early but have you fought any of the apex predators yet i can't remember if what's the first one you fight not yet okay uh, it's I, in the second I, area i am in the yeah i am in the second area and i just hit adulthood so I'm at, well, I should have probably got there sooner, but I was too busy wrecking things. I think I'm at level 11. So I hit a, so I'm, I'm at adulthood for my shark. I haven't quite got there yet. I did reach infamy level one because I started wrecking hunters and humans, which is really fun. So, yeah. 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 So you'll, your first fight will be, um, in that second area, and then you'll eventually go back to the the first area to fight the apex predator. In that, I figured as much because I'm like I've pretty much found. Well, I've grabbed everything I could at the moment from area one. So I'm like, well, I got to go to area two. I've pretty much done everything at the moment. I'm like, I got to be bigger to get some of the other license plates and whatnot. I'm like, and open up the gates, and I'm like, ah, I'll just go to level two or second area. So. Yeah, because once you see the apex predator for the area that you're in now, uh, I, can, I can assume you can uh, you you could probably guess what the apex predator of the first area is. Yeah, I'm guessing. Just a larger version of what you've been normally fighting. Yeah. Night. Any more shout out yield? Uh, uh, no. If one comes to me, I'll just I'll just interrupt you. All right, Nitro, your shout out, sir. Thank you for having me this week. It's been a blast as usual. Uh, thanks to Yield and Gareth for helping me on Driver San Francisco. Thanks to Tricky, Daryl, and some of the other guys for helping, or for joining up on Division 2. And then Alex, Yield, Riley, and Homer mostly, and Travis for uh, Rocket League and Deep Rock Galactic. And I want to give a shout out to all the listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, as the guys have said numerous times already, uh, thank you for 100 million downloads. That is absolutely, you know, uh, to use yield word, nuck and futz that we've. It is nuck and futz. 
<coughs> that we've uh, crossed that uh, milestone. That is absolutely, I'm in awe every time I think of it. Uh, shout out to Sweet Mama D, shout out to the goddess, and shout out to all the listeners. Thank you very much. And if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. $100 million. Later. Oh, Have a great week. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs> <laughs>